0: he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took Mary as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and they named him Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. You, I invite the congregation to be seated. So as I was uh, as I was reading all sorts of things this week, because I was trying to find something interesting to say that the. The children's program didn't cover last week when we had basically the exact same text. I found something that actually was interesting, and it was a really feisty rabbi who was answering somebody's questions about the lineage of Jesus. <clears throat> if, you've, if you read, you know, the, and I know it's really fascinating to read through the lineages, and if you want to read more of them, go to Numbers. I promise you won't be disappointed. But in the Gospels, we actually have two lineages of Jesus— one lineage is in the Gospel of Luke, and the other one is the Gospel of Matthew. And there are traditions that hold that the Gospel of Luke is the one that traces Jesus through Mary. But spoiler alert, as this rabbi pointed out, it actually says it's the lineage of Joseph. But, and the Gospel of Matthew talks about the lineage of Jesus through Joseph, which the rabbi points out. And it's really funny, because if you, if you read Sarcastic scholars which are, are my favorite ones to read and the only ones I have a lot of patience for anymore, then it's really interesting to see them both be bitterly insulting to the person who's asking the question while giving a response that's really, you know, scholarly and good and, and as far as their point of view is concerned, correct. And he says the problem with the lineages of Jesus in both of these Gospels is that they, they trace the lineage through Joseph to whom Jesus has no relation and isn't that kind of the problem that, that we face so often when we, when we think about how this family worked and when we talk about what family looks like is I think one of the things that we do in our culture because it makes life a lot simpler and it puts a neat little bow on life that almost is never actually present in living it is we, we think of a family in a really specific, small way. You know, we think a lot of times we think, two parents, we think children, we think extended family, and that's the end of it, right? But we see throughout the the Bible this really different idea of what it means to become family. One of the things that's so interesting in the Gospel of Luke's genealogy of Jesus is that it traces all the way back and it says, Father, Father, and finally, Adam, Son of God. Isn't that an interesting way to think about Adam that Luke gives us? Adam, son of God. And, and it kind of gets at the problem this rabbi was talking about in some ways in a really interesting way, saying that, you know, the Messiah is promised to be of the line of David, and yet Jesus can't be of the line of David because that line is traced through the Father. And Jesus isn't related to Joseph, right? And so there's no way to trace his lineage through the Father. And yet we have this line, Adam, son of God. I think from the very beginning, the idea of what family means in the family of God is something that is different than what we often think about when we think of family and the way we talk about in our culture. You know, we think about how we understand ourselves to be the family of Christ. There there are ways in which some of us, like I was born into a family where my father had attended a Lutheran church when he was young, and mom and dad weren't, Mom grew up Baptist, and so she was probably much more religious than my dad, and maybe still might be to this day. But, you know, we went to a Lutheran church because it was the only one she could conv- convince dad to go to. And so I, I didn't come from, you know, a, a family that was deeply involved in church early, but I was baptized into this church family. I was baptized into a family that welcomed my parents. I was baptized into a family that made space for them, I was baptized into a family that taught me about faith, that taught me about God, that taught me the Lord's Prayer, and all those things that we promise to do for people when they're baptized here in this congregation. I was, I was baptized into a family that we, when we moved from Florida, where my family is, to South Carolina, where only my parents and my brother and, by coincidence, my aunt were my family. I didn't have aunts and uncles and grandparents around me but my church family became my aunts and my uncles and my grandparents. My, my church family became the family that adopted me and raised me in a way extended families have for generations and thousands of years as human beings. And, and so we hear Adam, son of God. And from the very start then, that means the, the story of God creating the heavens and the earth of God creating human beings is a story of family not necessarily by birth. Cuz remember what John the Baptist said sarcastically to the people who were saying we have Abraham as our ancestors, God could raise up from these stones ancestors or you know descendants to Abraham. We have the the story of the family of God, the family that counts as being one of adoption. And this story of the story of us being those adopted children of God, some through creation, some through covenant, some through theology, is a story that is so very powerful. Some of my favorite grandparents in my life have not only been my church family, but my wife's stepfamily who kind of adopted her. They, they were the ones who cared so deeply about her that she goes home and she feels like she's a home. And the reason that becomes so important is all of a sudden when I met her, when I was still him to her mother, you know, I, their, that family was so kind to me and welcomed me in with open arms, and made me feel like I was a part of their family. This this idea of adoption and the family we choose becomes so important in our culture, especially when all of us are scattered to the winds from our families of birth. You know, there, there, are, there are people who live here who, you know, live near where they were born, but there's so many of us who are transplants, who are far away from our family. And so the family we, we have and we enjoy are the families we are able to choose. And the, the story of adoption through love and creation and theology and covenant that we have with God, one of the things that makes the story of Jesus so powerful is that the story of Jesus' birth is not just a story of God made flesh through the incarnation of the work of the Holy Spirit within and with Mary, but it's also the completion of that circle that God has not only adopted us, for through Joseph we adopt God right back. Isn't that beautiful? That, that this is a story where Joseph, who might be of the line of David, but doesn't have any, any children of his own to continue that line, is able to adopt into that line the one who has been promised. And, and in some ways, theologically and legally, for the rabbi, it makes some really good questions and good problems and good, prom- you know, and, and good things to argue about, because according to Jewish tradition, you know, he's not wrong. But it sure does make an awful lot of sense when you look at the way we see family through, the, through God throughout the witness of Scripture. And uh, I lift that up as sort of a, a short homily today because I, I think it's such an important idea in our culture right now when we spend so much time figuring out who's in and who's out and who's good and who's bad and who's right and who's wrong and who's worthwhile and who's not worthwhile and all the rest of it. We're all part through the waters of baptism, of a family into none of us into which none of us were born, but all of us have been reborn. adopted children into a family where water is thicker than blood, adopted children into a family that calls us to a place where finally we belong. That might be extra important for those of us in families where sometimes we feel like we don't have a place. A family where finally someone looks at us and sees us and says to us I see who you are and I love you welcome home how this week as you encounter the people in your life who may be in your family maybe in your chosen family maybe just people you run into how will you be able to say to them through this love that God has for us. I see you and I love you. Welcome home. Amen.